All right, all right. We are live back with my man Mac, yes. aka the form yes. runner. God's gift. I am the NOC early, never late. All right, before we get into the the meat and potatoes, the draft. Yeah. What, yeah. What, from what you heard or whatever you caught, what were your thoughts? Because I know you know some of the athletes going in and and behind the scenes stuff. Um, just from what I heard, I think everybody, you know, made their picks based on their needs. Mm-hmm. So I can't really be mad at that. You see what I'm saying? Now, there are some people, fans, see, fans don't think like GMs. Hold on one second. GMs think for the future. Mm-hmm. Fans think for the win now. So a lot of people got a lot of teams got their needs taken care of. Uh some surprising, of course. You're gonna always have surprises, but mm-hmm. that's just the nature of scouting. See, a lot of these people that are fans, they have what I call a high school eye. Okay. You have scouts and you know, my brother's the executive director of player development for the Saints. Okay. So, you know, we have a long history of seeing things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a long shot. I was a long shot. Everybody was a long shot. So we evaluate and view talent different. Hold on man, one second. My dog, I got a pizza coming. One second. Pizza Let that go by. You know, people don't want to leave the stuff on the porch. They want to. They want the top hand. My wife's like, "Thank you, thank you, okay, just leave it." I got a chair right there. Just sit on the chair. So we can spread it. They like, no, ma'am. Can I please get my couple of dollars from you? So we put it in the tip. We put it in the. It's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, like um, so. We have an eye for things. I look at we look at, look at different things when you look at players. Evaluation um, that the average fan sees in the mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. they don't see these people day in and day out. They don't see the tendencies. They don't see, you know, all of the things that matter. These things matter when you're dealing with uh, a guy that you're going to give potentially $30, $40, 50000000 million to. Mm-hmm. This thing matters. You know, you got some people who can't play the left side mm-hmm. from defensive end. You got some people who, can, who can't play in the 34 scheme. You got some people that can't play in the 43 scheme. You got cornerbacks who don't understand leverage from the right side or left side. Okay. You have to watch film to understand these things. Just like receivers. There are receivers who are excellent in college on the outside. They get into the big leagues with the big boys and have to go down in that jungle. See, I played in the jungle before Wes Welker, you see? So mm-hmm. when you have to play that inside slot in traffic as a little guy or even a bigger guy, your skill set has to be different because the sideline is no longer your friend. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't use leverage on DBs again to the sideline. You can't use leverage on DBs to the safety side. 
See, because typically you're going to be triple covered. When you're on the inside, inside slot guys, you got a defensive end, a linebacker, a safety, and a corner to read all in motion. So things appear a little different than if you're an outside receiver where you just got to see the corner safety combination. If you got an end cut, you, you can understand the windows. But when a lot of these guys play outside in college and they have to bump and they're not an athlete, it's hard for them to adjust. Right. And the scouts see these things prior to. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, just a regular fan, oh, man, this guy's cold. Oh, this guy's nice. He'll go first round. And then when he dropped it, like, why didn't he go? Why, what, what, what's, what's the problem? And they'll say some stuff. They'll say something crazy. Like, he can't get open in space. What do you mean he can't get open in space? He caught 27 touchdowns mm-hmm. in college. There's space all over the place in college. The window of opportunity to succeed in the pros, they close that fast. Right. So it's a difference. But I think everybody drafted according to need. Not There was not a lot of win right now picks. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of people that said, look, look we need this, this position to be filled. If we're successful at it, cool. But we don't expect to bring the house home. We don't expect, expect to win the bowl with just one or two guys. But if these guys learn quick enough, we may have a shot at it. Yeah, I noticed uh, young quarterbacks – offensive linemen to protect those quarterbacks, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a lot of defensive ends, mm-hmm. and receivers, plenty. I didn't yeah. see many running backs. Um, is that a dying – is that a dead position at this point? As a running back, I can say that is because here's the deal. Here's the deal. This, this is what I've argued since we came out. Edwin James, the whole uh, – Ricky Williams, the whole – if you remember, 98, 99, 2000, Running backs was big. Big, yeah. They they changed the game to where they made the wide receivers big. So if you have a running back like a Frank Gore, give you a couple yards, break a medium long play, catch the ball out the backfield, you're good. Now. The last slew of running backs, let's just say the last 15 running backs. You don't even know them. I saw the Le'Veon Bell. Where they come from? Who are these guys? Mm-hmm. Because we're all the same. The difference is the college. Okay. The college. Okay. And, and, and a lot of people argue with me, argue with me about this. People say there's no way you can put Derrick Hem- Derek Henry and this running back. In the same category. Physically, you're correct. You might be correct because there's just some exceptional talent out there. There's always, you know, the exceptional ones, the ones that are freaks of nature. Mm-hmm. But you look at the big, big, big picture. You put anybody in the top 25, any top 25 running back behind Nick Saban offensive line. Yeah. Behind Georgia's offensive line. It didn't even matter who Georgia put in there. Sonny Michelle, whoever. It, it's, it's, it's the chance. It's the chance. 
It's a lot of guys that have more talent, but they play in smaller schools, not a lot of competition, so they don't get those same opportunities. Mm-hmm. And then when they do get those opportunities, you see like, oh, these guys can't really play. These small school guys can't really play. But, you know, when you're playing in the Big Ten and the Pac-10 and the SEC and the ACC, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to argue because you look at the talent pool. Hold on one second. You all right, babe? What's going on? But if you look at the talent pool of the NFL, look at the conferences. So how can I argue? You look at the top five conferences, you look at the NFL rosters, and then you'll understand, you know, the level of competition and why they hold that in such high regard. Because I can't go get a whole bunch of guys from Harvard, Bethune, Cookman, Langston, Louisiana College to play against Florida State, Miami, Duke, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Alabama, LSU. We don't even want to go that, you know, USC, UCLA, Oregon. I mean, outside of Utah, the Utes, Boise State, Central Florida, a couple of Florida teams. It's tough. It's tough. So, but my take is, you know, in the running back position, you can get a running back anywhere. It's hard for me to say as a running back, but you can in today's game. Okay, so let me ask you this before we get to the the main. So, is Todd Gurley not special to you? No, he was never special to me. Mm. He was never special to me because Nick Chubb was special. Okay. Todd Gurley was just Todd Gurley. He was just he was just a good athlete in a great program. Okay. He was a good athlete. Now, I'm not taking nothing from Gurley. He's a good he's a good player. But okay, look at Todd Gurley, and you look at um, Alvin Kamara. Who you pick? Enough said. Okay. Enough said. Okay. So now, 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 let me go one step farther, right? <laughs> Ty Gurley, Alvin Kamara, right? Uh-huh. Alvin Kamara left Alabama. That's right. He sure did. He sure I posted a post with who he was playing behind. Yeah. Why would I stay there? Yeah, he never would have. Yeah, he never would have gotten any ball. Had, this man had five yeah. with one gone. Five NFL drafted running backs in front of him mm-hmm. with Mark Ingram leaving. Yeah. So it's you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like he's just he's just freckling. But you look at the rest of the running back coming out of Georgia. It's just running back by committee. Mm-hmm. They, they they go out, they get the offense, the best of the this this is what a lot of people don't look at. And a lot of people was mad at the Saints for drafting offensive linemen. But if you look at it, last three or four years, last four or five years. The thing has been to protect Drew Brees. That's it, yeah. We didn't win the Super Bowl with a whole bunch of talent. That's what people don't realize. We didn't win it with Jimmy Graham. We won it with Jeremy Shockey. Outside of Reggie Bush, who did anybody know? (laughs) Not many. 
You got Boo Henderson, LSU. Okay. Devery Henderson, local guy. Who else? Who knew who Pierre Thomas was? Not many. You had to be hardcore. You didn't know any of the – see, this right. is the thing. The coach, the eye. You see? That goes back to going to scouting. Why did you pick this guy? He was the best player on our board. We want to protect Drew Brees for six more years. Mm. Maybe we'll get a Super Bowl in the process if these guys pan out and do what I ask him to do. Mm. Me and my brother talks about this, right? No, my brother said, my brother said, Sean Payton personally went to see Alvin Kamara because he was like, this guy runs pretty good routes. Not that he was a good running back. This guy runs pretty good routes. So he asked him to run routes out of the backfield Mm -hmm. and from the slot, not running back uh, drills. Okay. All the combine, everybody wanted to running back drills. Sean Payton said, run this route. Run this route. Run this route. If you're available, we're taking you. That I. Some people get rid of their scouts and you see the suffering, you know, because I, I see a lot of the movement in the NFL, the pieces, mm-hmm. the coaches, the front office. I don't just watch the players. I watch the front office because I understand how important development is. Development mm-hmm. is very important. You know, so I watched that whole thing about development, but that eye, that that's a vital part. So when you see people draft people based on a need and it's not the person you think, mm-hmm. it's because they saw a weakness in that person that may be costly down the line. They don't want to pay somebody that they can't use. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. So let's get into it. I got a bunch of rapid fire questions I want to ask you first, like four yeah. of them before we get into the, the main thing. Okay. First things first, the salt and lemon water in the morning. OK, so I always tell people to start with something warm in the morning. Right. The reason why I say salt and lemon water is because we know that salt builds stomach acid. We know that lemon builds stomach acid. And the quickest way to heat the body up is to give it hydrogen and oxygen. So we take water, good clean water, a little bit of salt. What, what I This is what I do personally. I boil some water. After I boil the water, I pour it in a glass, I put some salt in there. I stir it up to dissolve the salt. I, break, I, get, I take a piece of ice. I put the ice in to bring the temperature back up so I don't kill the enzymes in the lemon. Squeeze my lemon in there, and I kill it. What that does is that sets the day. It warms the body. It builds stomach acid for your breakfast. Even though I don't eat a big breakfast, some people eat a lot of you know protein and fats for breakfast. It builds stomach acid for the breakfast, and it gets your day going. Some people, just after that, they don't even eat breakfast. But what it also does is it sets your hydration for the day. The water you consume after that, if it has like, if it's like a spring water with minerals, mm-hmm. you hold on to it. That's why people who do that, they tend to bloat a little bit because they drink too much water. If your kidneys aren't functioning well, you will bloat. That goes back to the sodium potassium balance. So we'll get the sodium in the body for you to hold on to water if you're dehydrated. 
But if you blow, we have to come back and add potassium back in the coconut water and things like that to help you flush that out, to keep make sure we keep balanced. It's trial and error. We do. I do a whole bunch of trial and error to understand where people are, what they're constitutional. Because, oh, and it helps you go to the bathroom. <laughs> okay. So a lot of people don't use the bathroom in the morning. And one of the first questions I ask people, when they, I say, when you get up there, you go use the bathroom. I say, yeah, I go pee. I say, no, no, no. no. Do you go use the What you ate last, yesterday, does that come out? Nah, nah, not to about 10, 11. Transit time is too long. That's how I know you're constipated. That's how I know you're dehydrated. That's how I know you didn't get good sleep. I'm constantly evaluating people based on their hydration. Hydration is everything. I try, I try to set your hydration first. That's why I just give them that little bit. Take a lemon, lime, salt, water, see how you feel. People wake up with headaches. I don't know why I woke up with a headache. Number one cause, number one sign of dehydration is a headache. Or you lack brain food, which is what? Sugar, glucose. Okay. So we look at those two things because a lot of people take sugar out of their diet, mm-hmm. not understanding that that is an energy source for the brain. I deal with a lot of keto people who say, man, I can't have carbs. I said, I never told you to have carbs. I said, you have sugar. <laughs> Takes you out of ketosis. Brain fog or... See, I'm not into fitness anymore. I'm into performance, okay? So a lot of these people that do these things are into looking good on stage. I, I'm not... I'm not I can do that, but that's not what I'm in it for. Because now people are sick. So we have to do things to help get them back to health. Now you can go stand on the stage and you know do physique later, but for now, let's fix your kidneys. Let's fix your liver. Well, yeah, I don't think people realize that uh, fitness competitors severely dehydrated on the day of the show. They're cutting, cutting, cutting. They cut the night before. They have to drain, drain, the, and sort of the muscles can show in the vascularity. So I don't think people even have an, an inkling of uh, yeah. how they understand how dangerous uh, being a fitness competitor is, especially, you know, uh, start with maybe four, 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 to, four to six weeks out from their show. Oh, yeah. It, just, oh, it yeah. just gets, it's brutal in the body. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's some of the most extreme things people do to, yeah. to, to make weight, man, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. what Cyborg was doing. I was like, oh, my God. Yo, she was. Cr- Falling out crying and calling to Jesus and the woman is she was delusional. She was delusional. Wow. <laughs> All to make that weight. Now Dana should have Dana should have been ashamed of himself. Yeah, you got, got your champion going through this shit. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy, man. You just gotta include another weight class or something. Yeah. Yeah, because he something. didn't want to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um unbelievable. Pedialyte versus Gatorade. Okay. Gatorade don't have enough minerals. Okay. Period. Okay. Gatorade just does not do it. The 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 kid from Douglas County that passed away, they gave him Gatorade. They gave him Gatorade. Never gave him water. They gave him Gatorade. Then they gave him water. Okay. P 
Pedialyte is disgusting, by the way. I'm sorry, dog. I, I've been drinking it for the last week. I'm like, how the fuck does he and Bo do it? I can't. This shit is disgusting. Okay, so what you got to do is you got to find a Pedialyte you like. I like, I, the, uh, I tell people to get the cherry, even though I'm against it. <laughs> let me fix that. I can fix those things, right? I would much rather you get the vitamins in, the minerals in, and whatever dyes and aluminum that comes with it, uh-huh. I can get that out. Okay. The key is to get the colon wall clean and get hydration. Okay. But that's, you know, a different thing. Okay. That's free game right there, by the way. All right. Um, can you explain the difference between minerals and vitamins? Oh, my God. Vital aminos, right? And which is more important? Minerals are more important. You're made out of minerals. Vitamins are made out of minerals. The elements. They are so- elements. The minerals are elements, right? Okay. The vitamins are made from the elements. They're all proteins. Proteins are made from the elements. You see what I'm saying? It's like, hold on, let me get let me get myself together. So it's not, it's, it's, it's people not looking at the science behind it. It is the elements. So if you look at a protein, you see, you know, certain minerals bind it together to create those proteins. So hydrogen, oxygen, Things like that. It's just the molecular weight of each mineral makes up different proteins. So you can have all the vitamins in the world and still be sick. You can't be healthy without, okay, let's look at it like this. Dr. Sabi healed with what? Elements. He didn't heal with vitamins. He didn't take any vitamins. He talked about a ketostrata all the time. You gave up protein. I didn't give up. I took up protein away. That's what he said, right? Because he understood the elements created life, not the vital aminos made of elements, especially vital aminos, which are vitamins, vital aminos that are made in a lab. Most of your supplements are made in the lab. It's funny this question comes up, right? Because everybody was talking about the Trump joke. This man said, drink disinfectant. (laughs) Kill (laughs) coronavirus, not knowing that we used to do that for real in the South. Talk about it. I won't, but here's the part. (laughs) Can't can't do that. I won't put no phone, I won't put no cold on the phone. Okay, okay. Here's the part, right? Okay, it's funny. A lot of people are making this joke, but they're drinking antifreeze every day. Propylene glycol, propylene glycol is antifreeze. It's in all of the teas. It's in all all of the supplements. It's in uh, deodorant too. It's in all of the deodorants. Yeah. You drinking and eating antifreeze every single day. But a joke that people, poor people in the South actually did to clean their blood. You joke about that. Because look at how far we're removed from the old ways of doing things when we didn't have anything. Mm -hmm. 
But now we got money and stability. This stuff sounds foolish. Even though it was a joke, and I get it. I understand. No way he should have said that. I get, I get the rhetoric and understand it. But that's actually a thing. He wouldn't have said it if David Rockefeller hadn't did it himself. Okay. See, see, people don't people see. We we talked about this, and I've been told to stand down on certain issues. Okay. They don't understand that the reason why certain people have longevity is because they do what they're told to do under the old charges, under the older thing. You know, you know how hard it is to get old folks to change something. Oh yeah, yeah. See, see, that's the thing. See, we want new stuff. We want to be introduced to newer things. And not only that, we don't understand that so much science has been censored. You see, certain books, I can't get the, like, I always search for books that I can get the first or second edition. If I can't get the first or second edition, then it's, it's kind of, it, it kind of gets watched because I got an original thinking grow rich, right? Mm-hmm. And I got a revised thinking real rich. And it's been censored. But millions and millions of people have used thinking real rich to become successful, to have a successful mindset. Mm -hmm. But there are things in there that will make them that much more powerful. Mm -hmm. So when people ask me these, you know, certain questions like, man, how do you know all of this? Or how do you um how do you always maintain this type of, you know? well-being and feeling is because I read it literally and applied it, but I didn't apply it for personal gain. Because see, here's the, see, this is another thing, you know, that a lot of people don't know. With that comes a bunch of responsibility that people really think they're ready for. Mm -hmm but have no clue what it entails when you have money. Because in the 90s, 2000s, money equated leverage. People thought it equated power. You don't have any power. So just to get that out the, out the way. You may have power in the hood against or with the people that you, you know, with. In society, money equals no power. It's only leverage to those who have less money than you, period. It's only leverage. And as long as you have leverage, you can make moves and things like that. But if you don't have leverage, then you can't. That's what stagnates a lot of people. They don't understand what to do with the money, so they can't create leverage. Okay, so if I can sit here and manifest a thing, say, okay, I'm tired of this. I need this thing to change. And it actually changes. Did I have anything to do with that? If it affects me only, yes. Mm -hmm. But if it affects a, a, a chain of events, if I haven't thought that far apart, I sabotage myself. This is the self-sabotage that people miss. They don't understand that they sabotage themselves. So when bad things happen or things don't go according to their plan, they didn't think it out thoroughly. See, okay, let's just look at a million dollars. You say, I need a million dollars. What would you do with a million dollars down to the penny? Mm. If you don't know, 
what you would do with a million dollars down to the penny and how it would affect the people down the line mm-hmm. to the penny, mm-hmm. then for me to give you a million dollars would destroy you. So the universe says, because we understand the laws of correspondence says, I give you a stimulus check for 1200 Let's see how you handle that. How many people got their $1,200 stimulus check still? How many people is using the government's money to grow their money at this point? Not many. Not many at all. You know why? Because they didn't put, they they didn't understand that if you manifested a job or money to come, you didn't expect it to come during a pandemic. See, it's to self-sabotage. Like you don't, you have to listen. You have to think on a universal plane. You have to think bigger than you, bigger than family, bigger than community, bigger than world. Like your boy said, he said, people actually wake up thinking like pinky in the brain. That was small but powerful. Mm-hmm. Because it is those people that wake up like pinky in their brain that make shit shake in this world. Mm-hmm. Because they want to make the world shake. They don't just want to make their community shake. So self-sabotage could never happen. Now you can say leverage, you know, they have somebody in their corner or they have, you know, a little money on an investor. But what happens when you get an investor? Just like you get an investor on the streets. Smokey, if you ain't got my money, I'm coming to get you and Craig. <laughs> right. Well, so, well, let me ask you this. Because you said uh, if uh, they don't, you don't use it for personal gain. I've, I've always had an issue with the book 48 Laws of Power. Oh, I've always had a, a problem with it. I never read it. So many people was putting it in my face and was coming at me. I said, look, that's fictional. <laughs> okay. Who is living today that utilized those strategies? Okay. I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. I'm getting ahead of myself because for me to say that is premature without introducing the mindset that I have. Okay, my mindset is this. We know no one real time who experienced it. So how do we know these are laws? I agree. The second question is, who told you these were laws? Did a Chinese emperor tell you that these were laws? Oh, white boy told me that. See, I post. I made a post yesterday. I said this will kill a whole bunch of debate and a whole bunch of everything. Who told you that? You know why it kills everything? Because everything that you trace back to who told you that comes from somebody not like you. So you always going to have those people say, "Well." The, this person, this listen. We had no understanding of what was going on in the pyramids until the white boys went over there and brought back the information. 
we had no understanding of what was going on in the Middle East until the white boys went over there and brought back the information. We don't know. The only way that you're going to know is internally through the ethos fear. Because if we're dealing with literals, the screen, literal. I can touch it. This keyboard, literal. I can touch it. I can experience it. We're making judgments based on experiences that we concoct in our mind. Mm-hmm. Prime example, I had to tell a guy, I said, man, look, stop reading my rebuttals or my posts in your voice, in your head, in your tone. Because if you read it in your tone, you're going to always take offense. It was never an offensive post. It was just a rebuttal to something that someone said. It wasn't sassy. It wasn't smart. Mm-hmm. It was just that when you read it, when he read it in his own voice, it seemed like I was trying to be, you know, you coming at, coming, coming at me, bro. No, bro. I'm just giving a statement abstract. Who told you that? Well, I got it out of his book. What book? Who wrote the book? Who wrote the research for the guy that wrote the book? Mm-hmm. Who wrote the research for the guy that researched it? Mm-hmm. Not you. So this is when this is how this is what, how allegories have to come into play. You know, you have to start looking at things like uh, 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 if if I hear something or I see something, then I have to think it out. Let me let me think through this. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and and the problem is people don't think through it. People don't think through it. So, when, But the thing about it is when you think through it and you start to see it from your perspective and you can apply it to your life, then you can live your 40, 48 laws of, of power or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you take it for absolute and you didn't live it, so you know my model, right? We don't just do this. We live it. So anything I give to people, I've done it. Not only have I done it, I've showed you when I've done it. So when I tell people, look, blood pressure is important because it tells me how well or how, about how bad your kidneys are working. Your kidneys are your batteries. So when your energy is low, I look for the kidneys. That tells me that you're dehydrated because you don't have the what? Minerals. If you don't have the minerals and you're dehydrated, that tells me what? You're constipated. If you're constipated, then giving you minerals won't help because you can't absorb them because the colon is impacted. It is a systematic problem. It's systematic. See, you can't apply any law until you understand your pathway, your path that you're going to travel, which is yours. You have to travel your own path. When someone gives you information, that information should be thought about, thought out, and applied to your path. Nothing is literal because your life is the only thing that's literal that you have. All that is fictional. You should take every book as fiction. Every book should be fiction. 
a lot of stuff that Bobby Hammond talked about was fiction. And what happened? People made it real because they applied it to their lives. Those rituals and all that stuff, the altars, fictional until application. Application, understanding epigenetics and belief. This is a new science for a lot of people above genetics. Genetics plays a role. Genetics plays a role. Tell my brother that. Four nine. Barely got any offers. Backup. College football. Hall of Fame. School Hall of Fame. Academic Hall of Fame. NFL. New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame. All-American track. Went from 4.9 to 4.28 for the scouts. It's not genetics. You see? His mindset was different. My little brother, high school, one of the best two guards in the country, came out with Tim Duncan. Him. He was supposed to go to Wake Forest. Window at school came down, chopped his finger almost off. You know what he said? It ain't nothing. They put pans in it, put it back together. He's still blowing up. Stress kills people because their mind is not right. Because they get they get indoctrinated with certain, they get indoctrinated from outside of their lives. They say, their first mind is to say, that'll never work for me. My circumstances aren't correct. Or when I get this, then I'll try it. Or when I get that, then I'll try it. And it never works. Because they they are predispositioned with this mindset that they don't deserve to have whatever it is. And then you have people say, I deserve to have that. Really? Do you? If you deserve to have it, you will have it. See, you have to deserve to have it before it presents itself. Mm-hmm. It goes, everything is in the mind. One of the biggest things we concentrate on, you can talk to any of our athletes. You can ask any athlete that we deal with. We spend more time with their mind than we do their talent. Whatever you see them working on, on the field, the field work and all the moves and all that, we double that with mind work. We double that by trying to help them understand that their dream can become as real as they make it. Once they believe that, they start to change their environment around literally, literally, their environment start to shape itself around them rather than the environment shaping them. People don't understand how powerful of a thing this is. When you can literally Shape your environment to benefit you. And everybody can do it. They just don't practice enough. Now, we spoke about it. Mm-hmm. People so busy. People so busy. Busy body. Got to get the dollar. Got to get the dollar. Got to get the dollar. They slow you down to slow down your thoughts to see if everybody will have one collective thought for solidarity 
and nobody has them. They're still entertained. You have to stop being entertained. Like, it drives me crazy. I can't keep Facebook up five minutes at a time <laughs> because it drives me crazy that there are people who really not taking this time to strengthen their belief system in themselves. Mm-hmm. Forget anybody else. Bro, literally, I don't think about nobody else. I really don't. And my wife called me selfish all the time. You're just so cold-hearted. You don't, that's you, a you good, don't care. I tell people that's a good thing. You have to be. Because if the instant I take my emotions off of what's in front of me, they bite me. They bite, they squeeze their weakness. No. Can't allow it. I I mean, I've trained myself to be that way. You know, know, I'm always going to be happy. I'm always going to be loving and respectful. I'm always going to be the same Mac, but anything external or anything that doesn't have to do with something immediate, I don't have no kids. I have a wife. Immediate. That's it. All that matters. You see? So there's no leveraging me. There's no leveraging. That's that's the part people fear. They can leverage their children against them. They can take all my money. Don't touch my kids. Take everybody in the world. Take me. Don't touch the kids. <laughs> That's so true. It's, it's, you know, and that leverage creates fear. Mm-hmm. You see, that fear creates cortisol, stress. You die early. You die fast. You die often. The difference between the Asians and us is when their children fail, there's no disappointment. There's only lessons. You see, that's a lesson for you. That's a lesson for you. No, get your ass to the house. Then I tell you not to touch that stove. Yeah. Plus, we don't know how to talk to each other. Period. We just we don't. And that's another thing because you got quite a few people that's upset and yelling at you at the moment. But whenever you exert that amount of energy, you get stronger. Look at your audience. Just because people are upset at a perspective, I no longer have opinions because those are yours. Mm -hmm. But your perspective on things make people angry, even if it's abstract. And And I hate the fact that you have to say, I have no dog in this fight. <laughs> I'm just giving you all the information. You got me saying that now. I'm just giving you all the information. But it's just a perspective. Yeah. You see, it's a perspective that says, is this really how I look? If he sees this and his people that he influenced sees this, maybe the conversation I need to be having is... What makes you have this perception of me? Mm-hmm. Rather than, I can't, you know, uh, this dude. Yeah. 
what, what, what makes you have that perception of me? Because to me, I don't feel like I'm like that. And, and, and you, people understanding who you are and who people who you hang with, how they are, they will give you an honest, abstract answer because you come across like this. Some of your actions say this. Some of the things you say, we can construe as this. Mm-hmm. These things may be things you might need to work on. Constructive mm-hmm. criticism, right. like you said, we sharpen each other. We check each other. Our circle checks each other. Yeah. We way different. We way different. And that's what people miss. They can't, they just can't seem to do that because they don't have the thought process. They don't have the thought process to manifest things, to maneuver the environment to shape to them. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They want everybody to just kneel before, kneel before Zod, kneel before me. And that's not how it works. If you want something to happen, you make it happen. How you make it happen? You make the things around you maneuver to make the instance right for you to achieve your goal. It's that simple. Heck, man, you say that shit simple. That shit is not simple, bro. I've been praying all my life, man. See? You've been praying. You've been asking. You've been asking. When are you going to get upset and say, hey, as a man, I wish, or it is my will that semantics. Mm-hmm. You see these posts about it all the time, right? Mm-hmm. I, there was the other post I wanted to post, right? <clears throat> I kind of got afraid to post it because I don't want to be in the slack column. <laughs> I don't want to be in the slack column. I don't want to be in the column either. Said, I don't want to be in the slack column. So. <laughs> It's this video, right, that I did on Instagram. I was looking through my old Instagrams because I was trying to run things back for people who haven't been following. And it said, I said, one of the biggest and most important things that I learned in this journey, when I learned that the spirit realm didn't have a language, that was huge for me. Because people have the impression that they understand or not understand you. But who says? Who told you that? Mm, okay. See, because we understand that independent energies, independent energy, you're a different energy than me. Mm-hmm. I occupy a space, you occupy a space. That space is defined by you, right? Mm-hmm. Therefore, that definition could be anything that you want to be based on your definition mm-hmm. because that is the space that you occupy. So for me to say, hey, it don't work like that, and your space would put me on the other end of Libra scale. See? I cannot define the absolute when you are the only absolute to you, it alters the course. You see? And if I am to influence your absolute to behave in a manner that is not conducive to you, then I'm not my brother's keeper. Then Mother Nature's daughter 
karma based on the laws of correspondence come looking for me. Mm. See, these are the things that nobody's talking about. They always trying to occupy somebody else's space. We cannot occupy the same space. That space is defined solely by you. For me to try and occupy that space creates what? The double slit theory. That's right. Creates interference. When you create interference, you create chaos. You see? People not understanding that they are chaos beings don't understand how to harness the energy of chaos to bring it to order. That's why they must have benefits. You're given benefits because you don't understand how to organize the chaos, you see? Mm-hmm. And these are all allegorical. And the double stick theory is, epigenetics is based on the double stick theory. It's based on when energy changes. As long as there's nobody observing the light, right. it is the wall. But the instance you observe it, you create interference. So me trying to occupy your definite, infinite space creates interference, which creates chaos. Understanding the laws of cause and effect, laws of correspondence, I am creating self-chaos. I am self-sabotaging. These are the factors. This, these are, it's kind of complex how I just explained it. But when we deal with our athletes, this, these are the things we talk about in order for them to be productive people. Now, how they do it, what they do after they get from around us and we're no longer their mentors, hey, that's on them. But when they're around us, you see how they act, you see how they behave, you see how they do things, things are a little different. Because mm-hmm. this is we spend more time on the mind than we do the body. I can, I can get you in shape in 20 days. I can get you camp ready in two weeks. You see, so that's nothing. The physical part is nothing. It's the mental aspect to go through 20, 21 weeks, hold your own, stay sane, you know, children, wife, media, locker room jealousy, money grubbers, all the different aspects that's coming at you. After help you understand how to stay sane for that. How many of those rookies that just got drafted got that? I know one dude, for sure. Made man 71. Big boy. You know you can call me anytime, though. <laughs> but that's, we spend more time on that than anything. Even, in, even nutrition. Even the nutrition part of it. We spend more time fixing the mind than we do the nutrition. Let me ask you this. Um, you're aware of what happened with Fred the Godson, correct? 100%. Okay. Now, this, this is, I'm just asking a question. Mm-hmm. Could you have saved him? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, he could have saved himself. Let me, let me backtrack. Okay. He could have saved himself. All right. So, now, I'm batting a thousand, getting him out of the hospital. Key is to get out. We've talked about you going in, video, 
Yusufville, a whole bunch of people explained that once you walk in, mm -hmm. that's on you. You, hey, that's a benefit and a privilege. You have given your rights away. See, now, people are scared, I understand. And, but there's an incentive to kill you. There's an incentive to diagnose. There's an incentive to, even when you are gone, to put certain things on your death certificate. There are incentives. Now, these incentives have always been there. We just finding out about them. So that can sort of explain the surge of diagnosis, okay? But let me tell you something, man. I've been telling people this for as long as you, I've been telling people this forever. If you are the, listen, <laughs> there's nothing that's absolute, Sly. The, I, I, you know, I'm a firm believer that there's is 0.01 percent. I'm gonna go out on a limb with this one, okay, and say 100 percent of all deaths. 100% all dehydrated. That's a pretty uh that's a pretty bold statement there, sir. The vegan guy that came out. You saw my video? As matter of fact, I saw his um couple of vegan uh old elderly folk on YouTube hate my guts. All dehydrated. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I said to this person, what are they feeding you? They told me. I said, this is how you eat it. I said, every day you need a saline bag. Hmm. They walked out in three days. Hmm. Could have walked out in one, but we got you here. We got to get to 13. Every time. Who's telling them, look, every day, every day you're present, you need fluids. Now, Fred the Godson, God bless the dead, one of the coldest nemesis, man. Fred had them balls, man. But Fred had bad health. He had very, he was very unhealthy. But no, that once again, that's one of those uh, eggshell talking points. No one wants to address. And if you, God forbid, you bring it up, all oh, you disrespecting the, he, he, you know, and his wife, and he just ain't nobody disrespecting listen, listen, the dude. Listen, it's check just this out, check this out. I can't take nothing away from dude talent. Right, he was exceptionally gifted. Mm -hmm. Health wise, he wasn't. Right. As a man, he might have been a stand up dude. Mm -hmm. I didn't know him. I can't judge him. I never will do that. All I know is from what I saw, what I heard, shh, I'm riding with dude because his bars was crazy. Mm -hmm. I love bars. I love rappers. I love, I'm a battle rap fanatic. I love bars. I love metaphors. I love everything about original hip hop. Mm -hmm. He was that for me. Mm -hmm. But I'm a health dude. When I first, when I first was checking him out, it's like, bro, he got to get healthy. 
you want to do this, you got to get healthy. You know, bro, it's certain things you can't avoid. You can't avoid high A1Cs. Hmm. You can't, with that big, you cannot avoid high blood, hypertension. You can't. I said the same thing about the uh, the young kid, Kingfish, the blues kid. He's in terrible shape, and he ain't gonna he ain't gonna live to see BB King age at the rate he's going. And he's right. immensely talented. Listen, man, and see, people are under the they are under this this spell that you know BB King he snorted powder and he did this and all these old school cats did this and they live. Man, you are living in a world way different. The world they lived in was a lot less polluted than the, the one we live in. Right. You're getting hit with so many frequencies on so many bands that's unbelievable that a lot of people are still walking. And you know, and what you're going to start to notice, a lot of people are going to start passing out like they were in, in, in China. Mm-hmm. And it's because of minerals. Okay. They don't have enough minerals. They don't have enough protection. So, but yeah, man, he could have, he could have, you know, he could have done a lot to help himself just by, you know, doing certain things like moving around and getting hydrated and just changing his diet just a little bit. Mm-hmm. People, they say you have to do drastic things, and sometimes you do, but I'm not a fan of doing drastic things. I'm a fan of let's let's try and ease a person into a certain thing because it makes it easier on their lifestyle. And, you know, being that type of lifestyle, don't cast on eat, right? Yeah, that's, uh, that's nothing healthy about that. Yeah, no rest, j- junk food, fast food. Yeah, you don't have time to sit down and, and yeah. have a proper meal. Yeah, that's yeah, true. So my thing is, okay. I know you're not going to eat right, so let's get it out fast. Let's do it like that. Let's go that route. Let's get your transit time down from once every 72 hours to once every 24. Okay. Just that alone, getting the food in and out will help. While now, the body. Will it help a whole lot? Not at first. And why but see, not? Because, see, the metabolism, the thyroid and the thymus. Okay. Endocrine system has to kick on because his his liver and pancreas was probably shot to hell. working so hard. Yeah, yeah. See, so so you, then you have to add the things in the pineapples, the papayas, the the, the certain things to the food. Because see, if you eat pineapples prior to the heavy meals at night, you get fuller quicker. Then you have pineapples afterwards. So. You save the pancreas from having to do a whole bunch of things with the bremen. That's a one extra enzyme that the pancreas doesn't have to produce. So, you know, I don't like to take proteolytic enzymes because it kind of fools the pancreas. The pancreas just starts to expect it. And then it, that, that pathway kind of shuts off. So I'm bad with just making the stomach acid stronger helping it break it down into liquid because half the people don't chew their food. Can't wait to get to the next bite. Mm. That's important. A lot of these things play a very vital role. And we would have just started at the top. We would just started with the little things. Chew your food up. 
drink a glass of water before you start eating. Have a cup of tea after you eat. Cup of coffee after you eat. Yeah, no, no, nobody ever asked the British, why y'all drink tea after y'all eat it all the time? It's good for the belly. <laughs> I had to go to Italy to figure that out. All right, so getting back to the minerals, you talk about taking minerals out the food and then how to put it back in. Okay, so food is contaminated, right? We understand that the food is contaminated. So we know if you boil the food to death, you pull nutrition out, right? Mm-hmm. What is a natural solvent? It's just like the skin. It's a it's two ways. It's going to go two ways. It's going to pull and it's going to push. It's going to push, right? So what I do is I add my minerals to the water. So what the water pulls out and it and the, the vegetables pull in. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it becomes starved. It's kind of like a, a, a an exchange of energy. You see what I'm saying? But I don't boil or cook my stuff to death. You see? Plus, or, or it's like, okay, so let's just say if I'm making um some greens, okay. We under from where I'm from, we understand that vinegar breaks down the cellulose and the greens makes them more bioavailable in the gut. Who does that? Vegans? Who do that? No, I used to watch my dad eat greens, cornbread, and vinegar. No, no, and- no, 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 no. Who, I'm asking. Who's putting the vinegar in your greens? Oh. No, we're going to steam our kale. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're, you're right. going to steam. Who's doing that? They told you, don't eat vinegar because vinegar is bad for you. Yeah. Vinegar breaks down cellulose. Wait, people see these words, these buzzwords. Cell wall broken. Cell wall broken this. What is it, spirulina, corella, cell wall broken? doesn't work unless the cell wall is broken, right? So it has to be processed. Same thing. Vinegar has what? Potassium. Can you disturb minerals with heat? Nobody still wants to challenge me on that. Show me where minerals, show me where salt or rocks are destroyed when you heat it up in water in a natural solvent. No, the water becomes salty. It changes. It changes energy. Salt in water, heated, fire. People don't want to use fire no more. I did the, the post about fire. Fire is for the purification. Fire changes things. Fire changes that solid. It binds into the liquid. It becomes salt water. Salty water. Salt doesn't go anywhere. It binds with the water molecules. That's why when you drink it, even if there's no salt in there, you it all dissolved, the water tastes salty. Mm-hmm. So if you cook in salt water, the salt water cooks the food. There's an exchange of energy. We're looking at an exchange of energy. We put the minerals in the water that we're cooking in. Once we cook the food, what's in the water is what has come out of the food. We do this with our meats when we brought them. You add them, you add the, the solvents, the natural solvents, whether it's salt or whatever minerals you add to the water. The water cooks the food. The water pulls out whatever is in the food. That's evident. 
Because once you stick it in the refrigerator, it becomes solid. So whatever was in that meat, or those potatoes or whatever, was poured out into that water. Then when you cool it off, water becomes solid. Why did the water become solid? You see? So <laughs> if I just take some water, put a piece of chicken in it, and stick it in the refrigerator, would the water become solid in the refrigerator? Mm-hmm. No. So, if, But if I cook it, if I boil the water, the boiling pulls, cooks the food, pulls whatever's in it out of it, the grease, the, the, the excipients, the preservatives out of it, I put it in the refrigerator, it turns into a solid. When you go and get it in the morning, you got to yeah, pop that, the meat out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? So parts of food science, people never asked the old folks about, but I did. Why you do that? Why is it much healthier? Remember when everybody was on their baked chicken? Yeah. Back in the 90s. Yeah. Everybody get the number the floor, put the chicken in the, yeah. in the boots. Yeah. Baked chicken. Why was baked chicken so much healthier than fried chicken? Because when you open it up, all that shit was in that room for. When you fry chicken, you put a batter around it, you cook it at such a high temperature, nothing comes out. It's all in there. It's when you just when you squeeze all that, that's in there. It's too high of a temperature, too fast, and nothing comes out. The grease becomes dark because of the burning of the flour. That's it. You've created a, you've created something like charcoal out of white flour. That's why the grease eventually becomes dark. But you putting that chicken in that fryer, that's why that saturated fat is so bad for you because it's hard to break down. It doesn't break down at room temperature. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you take the, if you take that, uh, that chicken out of the refrigerator. And you leave it on the on the, on the counter. The saturated fat will stay thick, but it'll be watery underneath at room temperature. If, if you take that same chicken, put your stove on one hundred, put that chicken in there, all over the melt. Your body is at hundred degrees at all times. Digestion occur at hundred degrees, ninety eight point seven degrees. So when you're looking at food. Digestion, you're looking at 100 degrees, not room temperature. That's why I don't tell people in the morning, drink room temperature water. You drink water at about 100 degrees. Body can't utilize water at 98.7. I mean, body can't utilize water at 88 degrees. Mm-hmm. Body can't utilize water at room temperature. Body utilizes water at 100 degrees. Can't utilize any water, any liquid, until that liquid is brought up to where it can be utilized by the body. Okay. Can never get dehydrated. People, I've been drinking Gatorade. I've been drinking a Pedialyte, light, bro. <laughs> Doesn't work till you warm it up. So when you guzzle it and you gotta go pee, the body only kept about four ounces. Okay. So you get it warm and you drink it after you've been worked out to replenish yourself. Matter of fact, you can mix it with your pre-workout. Does that make it better? <laughs> but it can't be cold. You see? So when people start to understand those principles, you can't get hydrated below 98.7 degrees. Can I do it? 
cannot do it. So I recommend hot foods, hot liquids, things like that. If you're hot and you need to cool off, cool liquids are cool. But we talk about for health and hydration. If you're constipated, you should absolutely not be dealing with anything cold at all. At all. Because it exacerbates the constipation. Gotcha. It makes it worse. Because the body, the stomach is very intelligent. It really looks out for the small intestine. The stomach will hold on to stuff for two days. Mm-hmm. Waiting for it to heat up or to liquefy. But people will dilute their stomach acid and it'll sit there for four days, five days. And they say, well, I eat plants. Is it liquid yet? Did you chew it up enough to become liquid? If not, then that leaf is still sitting in the stomach waiting until the stomach says, you know what? I can't break it down. And then the whole leaf come out in your stool. And the first thing you say, oh, man, my stomach has his name right there. Chew it up. <laughs> Bro, I mean, I fix these things all day with just no science. This is what kills a lot of people. I don't be quoting no studies. I don't be going back to what article in the National Institutes of Health I looked up to. Bro, I did all that already. The legwork, if you throw me a curveball, I might A, B, C, D, E. But for the most part, let's just get you hydrated. Let's get you shitting good. And then let's move forward after that. But. Gotcha. We had a, a convo and you were breaking it down to me about the iron deficiency and how it leads to magnetism and all that good stuff. And I didn't want to chop up what you said, a paraphrase what you said, because you said it so perfectly. So if you could uh, get into the importance of, of iron uh, the the deficiency and what it leads into and the magnetism because you, you broke that shit down. I was like, I'm not going to disrespect this man and not okay and not, and not say it right. All right. So everybody knows how Doctor Sebi felt about iron. He said everybody was everybody that has a problem is iron deficient, right? And you have all these people talking about five G and how 5G manipulates uh, frequencies where you are mostly made of iron. Iron is it, it iron is what carries the oxygen of the blood cell. And if frequencies are altering or turning the way oxygen moves and you are iron deficient, mm-hmm. you're going to have a, a very bad issue. If you can't get oxygen to the body, to the cells around the body, to the tissues, and you're being inundated with a high frequency, and the iron is not holding on to the oxygen molecules Mm -hmm. to create that that magnetism, it's going to be a very bad day for a lot of people. You see what I'm saying? And that's just, that's basically people of color. Because we require more iron than anybody else on the globe. You see what I'm saying? So, if, 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 if people don't have the proper amount of iron in their diet, and I don't care where you get it from, because the body is smart. You know, people talk about iron fluorine. I won't I would say iron oxide. Get away from the oxides. 
but phosphates, I don't care where, where you get it from. It may not be as bioavailable as, as you know, as the plants that Dr. Sadie was, was giving people, mm-hmm. but we know these people are working day and night to extract, find these plants and do away with these plants or find a way to make money yeah. by creating iron fluorine to give to the masses. But, the, but what I'm telling people is the way magnetism, frequency, and oxygen acts on iron, the way they're maneuvering the frequencies, mm-hmm. causing oxygen molecules to spin backwards and iron not being able to hold on to oxygen molecules to oxygenate the red blood cells, mm-hmm. to oxygenate the tissues, mm-hmm. is going to create some sort of discourse in the body. You see, and people are, that's what's, that's what causes people to pass out, lack of oxygen to the brain. So just imagine you're getting oxygen to the brain, but you don't have the iron there. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't get oxygen to the brain. The blood is, is sluggish, doesn't have any magnetism. So all of that um, uh, positive thinking, what is that? All of that, all that etheric energy that you're giving up, if there's no magnetism there, how does it work? Mm-hmm. How does the spirit, how does, how does you, how does you giving out energy works if oxygen can attach to the iron mm-hmm. that creates life in you, the life force? How would that work for you? It'll be this, that's something that we have to think about. When dealing with these frequencies and understanding that we are anemic, we don't have enough iron in the body. We don't have. We definitely don't breathe properly. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden, the different breathing techniques are becoming popular and, and stuff like that because people are being conscious about getting oxygen to the brain. But see, if you live in like that five G tower I sent you. Mm-hmm. Every time I pass that tower, bro, it's like, I don't know. It's like I feel funny. Wow. And that's a big, that's a big, big tower, dude. That is a big, that all kind of tentacles on it. So and it's right it is, So it's got a pretty wide range. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because where it's located, it's located near Industrial Park. So you got a lot of business there. You got a lot of jumpers. You're going to have a lot of modems, maybe about 10,000 modem, modems, jumpers in that just one, that one area mm-hmm. off of that one tower. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, I found another one five miles up the road, ducked off. And guess who is it's directly, anybody from Atlanta that goes up, Fairman Road that turns into um, Camp Creek, you pass by the Amazon warehouse. Across the street, when you pass the Walmart on Thorn Road, you go up a hill. Amazon is on the right. Across the street, down to the right, is another tower. I said, Amazon needs that power because it's one of the biggest, I mean, that place back there is, 
The Amazon, uh, the Amazon place is huge. Yeah. So it's another one, five miles down, maybe not even five miles, it's maybe even four miles. From the one I showed you, four miles up the road by Amazon is another one. And this is playing on the oxygen, the iron, and maneuvering of blood, red blood cells. So basically, people just need to get used to the idea of being surrounded and constantly bombarded with 5G at this point. Gotcha. You still got a section of people think, well, you know, it's not in my area. I'm at, it's You're not going to be able to escape. You don't get this. Okay, so let's just say the 5G is 12 miles from me. No, let's just say it's 26 miles from me, right? Let's just say it's in downtown Atlanta. Hmm. If there's a jump box within five miles of it, for five miles to my house, it affects me. Mm -hmm. Because when you go to your your uh, your little Wi-Fi thing on your computer, it gives me my internet connection, 2G. My internet connection, 5G, EXT. Both frequencies. Why does that happen? Because there's somebody close enough to me that's jumping that 5G connection to my room. Mm. Just like Dr. Ali Muhammad. Ali Muhammad said it. It's a lot of people in here that watch him. Don't be faking the phone, man. Come on, man. Y'all stop it. We all in this <laughs> same circle. He was explaining to people how the 5G was going to jump and how it's affecting people. He talked about it. You see what I'm saying? So people can't act like I'm just, this is something new. I've always known it. I tell you who you can, who, who people can bombard with these questions. Congo Nature. He was a radio guy in, in the military. Okay. He'll tell you about 5G. 5G doesn't really have a far range. And he'll tell you it doesn't, the, the range is not very far because it's so powerful. But they've created these new modems that are jump boxes. So that's something else to think about. They, man, I try to use my old modem. I try to use my old modem. They told me, we'll just not give you the business. You know, they're not in the business of turning down no no, new no money. Yeah, they know what to say. No, you're right. No, no. Can't use it. Yeah. We want, we'll, we'll just, you know what? Don't worry about it, Mr. McAfee. We, 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 we. That's messed up. And I got both of them. I got, I try to hook it up. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't working. That shit out of here. I tried all that shit. Like, hey, not having none of that. It was smart. That's a smart trick, though. You tried it. I though. tried it. They not having it. Hey, like, no, no. No. no, 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 no. That's funny. Um, before I wrap this up with you, bro, I want to get a couple questions from uh, the people. Uh, first, first question is, um, where would emergence fit in with that interference when we were talking about the uh, damn interference? Oh, with the double slit theory, uh, as far as the chaos beings and all that good stuff. Emergence. What is that? What is emergence? I mean, if you talk about something emerging out of nothing, you are the creator. Okay, let's just say 
you close your eyes and you're in darkness, right? When you open your eyes and you see things, things emerge based on an action, right? In the double slit theory, and this is still a theory that I want to say is this close to being proven. Okay, but in double slit theories, let's just say while your eyes are closed, your computer screen shows me and Sly, right? You can hear me and Sly talking, but your eyes are closed. When you open your eyes, you see the Google screen. And it doesn't fit what you were thinking in your mind because you observed it. And in your mind, you had an observation of this double screen here. But when you open your eyes and observed it, it was something different. Double slit theory says, if there's a thing that is in motion with my eyes closed, then when my eyes is closed, that it produces this sound of Mac and Sly, and in my mind, it's Mac and Sly, and Mac and Sly on the live is real. But when it's observed, there's interference, or there's something that changes the energy about it. When you open your eyes, you have this expectation, because see, that's what double slit was. They expected that when they shoot the electrons through the hole, that it would have the same slide and Mac double screen on the screen. That's what they thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the instant they observed it, it was the Google screen. Yeah. Meaning that the just the mere observation changed the outcome. So emergence is with inception. Inception is action. You see what I'm saying? So it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where the inception is. It's the observation that changes it. Observation changes the thought. If you are, see, people can't sit still long enough to observe what they're thinking about. It's just a thought. Now step outside of that thought and observe it. Just the mere fact of you observing what you're thinking about alters the energy. That's how that, that's, that's the theory and how it works. Cool. Next question is where to get minerals that are trustworthy? Sea salt. Himalayan pink salt. Now, you, you know that white salt, Morton salt, has two minerals, sodium and chloride. You know it has those. Right. right? You can get some Epsom salt that has magnesium and sulfate. Who said that you had to use a whole teaspoon? Who said that? Who told you you had to use X amount? So what you do is you look on the back and you say, oh, a teaspoon of magnesium is this much magnesium. If you put that, and I'm just helping y'all think things out. I'm not giving y'all no free game. I'm just helping y'all think things out so I don't get fussed at, right? So if I take a pot of hot water, I pour it in the glass, and I put this whole teaspoon, that would be this amount of minerals in this amount of water. Now, do I have to use 3,000 milligrams of magnesium to cook my chicken in? Or do I have to use 20 milligrams of magnesium? Or 10 milligrams of magnesium? Because if I'm taking an Epsom salt bath, I don't need that much magnesium. Right. See, I can get the minerals from somewhere else. What minerals do I need here? 
Most proteins have the amino acids. All the amino acids has a complementary mineral. Go to Google, look up the, the protein, the vitamin, and the relative mineral. Look at where your deficiencies are and fix your deficiencies. Oh, see, this is what I do in consultations. You know, well, I, you know, if you uh, no, if you uh, if you got let let me, you know, I I post your your grant me. Hey, I mean, yeah, talk about. I mean, I mean got- it's, it's it's cool. I don't really, I just really don't. I don't consult people like that. I just help people find their weaknesses and fix them. But I think people want you to do the consultations, though. That's what I'm trying to, you know, as as your homie business manager, wink, wink. I'm like, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think Bo would agree. <laughs> I get cussed out every day. I get cussed out every single day. The fuck you doing, bro? Fucking the game up right now. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, next question. A quick fix for uh, cholesterol issues. How, how do you think? Is there, is there a is there a such thing as a quick fix for cholesterol? No, because 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 cholesterol gets a bad rap. You need it. So DJ Lawless is male or female? Male. Okay. Low cholesterol, low libido. Hmm. High cholesterol, high libido. Now we talking HDLs or LDLs? It's all what? What's the last word on it? Lipid. What? High density lipid, high density lipo, what? Protein. Mm-hmm. Low density lipo, protein. Okay. High density lipo, protein. One particle is soft, one particle is hard. Okay. What makes the particles hard? What makes the particles soft? Okay. The liver requires it in order to make hormones. The body requires cholesterol to make all hormones, okay. all of them. All right. The problem people get into with cholesterol is they mix sugar and fat. I talked about the thing, the study I did on myself about protein, I mean, about the blood pressure. Mm -hmm. I explained to people that it had nothing to do with salt. It had everything to do with sugar and fat in combination. Mm -hmm. Sugar and fat in combination is a ticking time bomb. Why? The brain uses sugar. The liver uses fat. There's a disconnect there because the liver typically converts uh, things to glucose to supply the brain. That's why they tell you sugar is an excitotoxin because you overeat sugar, you eat fat, the, 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 the liver's producing glucose, it's taking the cholesterol, you know, producing cholesterol to make the steroid hormones, and it's a disconnect. So whenever you have sugar and fat, Together, it creates a problem with the cholesterol connection. Okay. Produce the sugars with your fats, and you'll be fine. Gotcha. Uh, next question: Jello and baby food. Oh, so somebody saw my post earlier. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, the the nurse friend follows you on Instagram, and she's like, "I love him. He's so fucking learned." Now, mind you, she's been a nurse for like. 30 35 years so you guys are in alignment but she you know she's she's taking what so, you both say so, but so so check this out jello is the best kept secret 
I got a lot of, you know, Muslim brothers. Okay, so people don't understand. I grew up in a Muslim household. My dad is Nation Islam, Farrakhan, the brother, Nation. So no pork in the house, right? Right, yeah. But my mother, backwoods country, pork every day. So we was, you know, mm-hmm. straddling the fence, you know. We just wouldn't cook it in the same pot. You, we'll cook your food over here. We cook his food, clean everything up, cook his food new. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Jello, I found out about Jello when I broke my leg in 1995. Broken fibula, dislocated ankle, spin all the way around, turn the other way. Had surgery, broken on Saturday, had surgery on Monday. This was in September. December, before break, I was running. How did I heal joints, tendons, bone, ligaments that fast? Mm-hmm. The only thing that I could think of that I was eating three, four times a day was homemade jello. Mm-hmm. Later on, I said, there's something to this gelatin because I found out they made what uh, uh what's the pies, the uh, cream pies or whatever, mm-hmm. the uh, whatever the, the cheesecake, cheesecake filling, okay. like cheesecake crust and stuff like that with the yeah. with the gelatin, right? Yeah. So I found a pack of just regular regular gelatin, not jello, just regular gelatin. You looking for all the collagen shit that you see on the market? I found a pack of regular regular jello, so. Something just told me that, hey, look at this. I looked at the jello, saw what it did for the skin, saw what it did for the ligaments, saw what it did for the bones, but it was poorly absorbed. They said it was poorly absorbed. So I was like, hmm, it's pure glycine, and it's good for the skin, it's good for the joints, it's good for the bones. What can I do to make it more absorbable? Wait, milk. But I, could, I, don't, I don't drink milk. I'm not lactose intolerant, but I don't drink milk. I just don't drink it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I said, man, wait, wait. Wait doesn't have lactose, which is the sugar that makes people up stomach upset. The casein, no casein, no lactose, whey protein. So I mix it with the whey protein. People was coming back from knees, sprained ankles, hips. Elbows. I'm talking about it was crazy. So I was like, okay, everybody who has an injury, I'm gonna just tell them to eat jello. All my people that eat jello come back better than ever. All those who don't eat jello might be tripping. Get infections, gotta go back in, have a new surgery, bone didn't quite heal right, still having issues in the joints. Mm-hmm. Now mind you, I don't even have pressure. When the weather change, mm-hmm. still got the titanium screws in the plates. I don't even have pressure when the weather change. None. No crackling bones, no nothing. Okay. Jello. <laughs> Bill Cosby was right, huh? Oh, yeah, man. But the pudding still. Stay away from the pudding. From pudding. <laughs> but the jello is yeah. hot water. <laughs> but, um, Yes, yeah, it's, it's good for the skin, nails, joints, teeth, ligaments, stuff like that. 
Good deal. But uh, the baby food, it is uh, it's good. Okay. It's good. But you have to get certain kind. See? Okay. Certain kind of good, certain kind not so good. Doesn't matter that it's, you know, organic. It's just certain kind of good, certain kind of. Well, I'm going to do this. Uh, for those that got, like, a little bit more intimate questions, like, I got one question about vaccines. Hit... <sighs> Head form runner up on his Instagram for Please. consultations. We're gonna do hey, it that slide. way. Put, put, your, put, your, put your cash up on the screen. <laughs> um, yes, if you wanna if you wanna talk further with form runner about health, nutrition, vaccines, hit him up on his Instagram. He will, I'm sure he won't beat you over the head with with the business consultation. So um, I because I, I don't want to YouTube is is funny like that. And uh, things of that nature, because I'm tired of YouTube. They 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 winning. I'm tired. They winning, right? They, they, they beat me over the head. I'm tired, brother. I'm tired of fighting the system. God they beat a lot of people over the head, boy. You see what they did with that David Ike stuff, bro? They Man, it, up, oh, bro. It, they snatching that shit quick. I was like, it wasn't even that. It wasn't even that serious. I was to say, right? Wasn't he didn't say anything? Mine, you know. He didn't say nothing that we didn't know for twenty years. He never. He didn't say anything. So, uh, final question for the night. Okay. What is the best way to get hydrated living in hard in a hard water limestone in London? I'm I a man from the UK. So he said he asked, is, is soft water better or using zero water, five step water filtration good? You gonna have to use the water filtration system because hard water, hard water, hard body. Okay. Think like that. Sulfur water, you can always the body can always bring that up by adding minerals. The body will rob from other places. To make plasma, which will help hydrate you. So you have to remineralize yourself with the foods, with the greens, green leafy vegetables, the fruits and vegetables. But much rather soft water than hard water. Hard water, hard body. Trust me, I grew up in manganese field water. It is not good. But all right, all right, cool. cool. God damn it, hold on, just bear with me. Um <laughs> Now we're gonna wrap this up, bro. I, I, because you're a family man, and you got. I know the dogs want some attention, and man. You know, I know the, the wife is like wife nigga. Is already wife is like nigga. When is Sly gonna be through with you? Hey, hey, I ain't one of those long-winded dudes. I know I ain't trying to have a three-hour show. None of that shit. No, no, no. That's not me. Tell the missus I ain't them dudes. I'm not those dudes. But uh, any any intimate questions that, that we didn't discuss. Uh, please hit form runner up on Instagram. That's the only way to get in touch with him is through the gram. No yeah. Twitter. No, I don't, I don't know Facebook. I don't be on Facebook like that. So we're just going to uh, keep it to, to the gram. Yeah, and like I said, gram. business consultation, he will not beat you over the head. I promise. And you'll, you'll be better off for it. And uh, with that being said, yeah, you got any last words, big dog? Hey, man. Everybody stay safe, man. Do what you do. Do what your gut is telling you to do. Don't listen to no man. If your gut is telling you to do a thing, the thing that thing is gonna be best for you and your family. Do that. You know, I got it's a bunch of hard-headed people out here say, "Oh man, ain't no corona out here." It may not be, but it may. You may get sick. If you get sick and you're the breadwinner, then what? So just do what's best. Do what's best for your family. Don't put nobody else in jeopardy. Stay safe, get hydrated, go to the bathroom, take a bath, eat good food, 
and holler back at your boy, man. Early, never, never late, man. That's my man, Mac. One of my favorite people in the world right now. <laughs> that's my man, <laughs> bro. My, that's my. I, I once again, I appreciate you and your time and energy. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it as always. As always, go support the brother. Go to his Instagram if you got if you got the questions and you got the answers. If he ain't got the answers, I don't know what to tell you. Hey man, just uh, I at least try to give you direction, you know, because you know the body's unique; it heals itself. Yes. Just give it the environment, and it'll do its work for you. That's what's up. If I can't help you, I, you know, I got friends who can. I'm sure they, with all the people I help know, you. You be on six hundred pound life, and we be watching with the doctor cut you open, basically at that point, laughing yeah, at you. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. yeah, take care of yourself, man. Take care of your family, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, everybody, good night, my, my dog. I, I will catch you uh, later, as always. Early, never late, man. Man, have a good night, bro. Uh, everybody, I hope you got some out of it. Um, like I said, his hit his Instagram up. He will not beat you over the head. Um, that's when I do it this way because I'm tired of YouTube whooping my ass and fuck with the streams and shit like that. So um, thank everybody for, for hanging out. Uh, with that being said, I'll catch you guys later. Y'all have a good night. Peace.